0: Hello and welcome to episode 167 of the Super Horror Bros Podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Good man, good 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 i've got my voice back this week so hopefully this will go smoother than last week
1: (laughs) sit back and say nothing
0: oh but see this is a movie that i really gonna need your input in because uh (laughs) there's a lot of stuff going on in this film um and it was it was madness um but yeah we will get to rabid later on that is of course the new remake uh by the soska sisters which of course was at fright fest this year um they were at fright fest and it got a what was it i think it's just a uk blu-ray which is surprising i think um, so like yeah it's pretty good like i don't think it's out in the us or anything even though we have like a physical copy in our hands in this country like it's really bizarre um yeah it
1: feels it feels weird
0: but uh yeah we'll get to that but starting with actually the opposite of that which is what we talk about a lot um in the news j- some release date updates and i just want to air some grievances real quick um <laughs> uh, i get so annoyed with this sort of stuff obviously like we we talk about this all the time i do know how you're not numb to it by now bro i'm, I'm really not um, i've got a fresh anger this week um because pretty much, like, there's there's two big movies that I really want to see for the rest of this year, and obviously the huge one being Doctor Sleep, um, which we're literally just a week away from now, which is insane. Um, but the other one was The Lighthouse, and mm. I've been really nervous about this one because I've not seen any sort of talk about it in the UK at all. Um, doing a bit of research online, and and it did come out. Uh, so as of recording last week in the US. Yep, I think it was around the 18th of October when it came out, and um i was like okay we was still no sign of it in any uk cinemas on demand blu-ray any of that stuff um doing a bit of research around can hardly find anything but i found a couple of websites i think it was empire online um was mm. stating that it's coming out in january 2020 <laughs> um, one website was reporting the 31st and another website was reporting the 17th um but either way right unless some sort of there's some sort of shadow drop just around the corner you know the news that the kind of information that we have right now is that this movie's not coming out in the uk uh yeah, right now ridiculous. or at least this year and it's pathetic like you know the witch was a really big release in the uk surprisingly for like a debut movie like i remember it got on quite a lot of advertising in this country you know it was it was, it was in every cinema like we were able to watch it super easy um you know, this is now his follow up, his second movie with with much bigger names attached to it. Like Robin Patterson is like really big right now. Mm. Um, And I don't understand how this movie is not getting a wide release in the UK. I just think it's ridiculous. Um, So, yeah, I'll I'll be um, honest,
1: though, this movie um, got well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to look at it in the same way after seeing this picture on Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> where someone coloured in Robert patterson Oh, really? Because it's like because um, the movie's black and white, and he's wearing like a rain jacket, um, hmm. all in one slicker thing. Right. And someone coloured him in to look like Paddington Bear.
0: <laughs> oh god!
1: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie, it was incredible.
0: <laughs> god damn it! I love that. That's your input on this movie delay. Just like I just saw a thing on Twitter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I told you, bro, I'm numb to it. Yeah. Uh, it just it just sucks,
0: doesn't it? Like This is awful. Like for such a big release that we're just not apparently we're just not gonna get it this year. And like it's yeah. in US cinemas right now. Like I it blows me away. We've seen delays, you know, yeah. and like, you know, we get it a four weeks after or something, but this is like this is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, and it's one of these things where like we try our hardest to cover every horror movie that we can, especially the big releases. This was one that we were like this is this is top 10 potential mm. like you know uh, and we we now don't get to see it and so suddenly for us like if we don't get to see it our top 10 is not complete you know mm. potentially and it's 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 fucking
0: annoying yeah i just i'm i'm really annoyed about this obviously it's just <laughs> I don't know how they can get away with this now in 2019, you know, like the on-demand stuff is something else. And we've talked about Mm. stuff like Nosferatu, where you just can't like legally watch it digitally online and stuff like that. Whereas, a movie like this, like a big wide release with big stars in it, and they're just like, nah, like this territory just doesn't deserve this movie for some reason. Um, because I think it is A twenty four who are kind of the distributors, and they've been awesome. Right, like they've weird. barely put a foot wrong. You know, like they they put Hereditary and an in, in insane amount of screens. The same with Midsummer, the amount of promotion they did for that movie. Yeah, was it's very incredible. Odd um and I, I think it is i could be wrong but like so if it is them and they're just deciding like you know what maybe this is a. and i, I do think so apparently the thing that i saw as well is it might be because of the award ceremony stuff because obviously if no one's really talking about it now but they feel like it's going to be like an award fodder movie then obviously putting it out in January <sighs> doesn't make sense because that's when all those types of movies come out but God, i'm like man i didn't i didn't think this movie was one of those movies um, no no yeah. and if it
1: did that it would do it in the states as well yeah like, I just don't,
0: I don't buy that. No. So this is massively disappointing. And we've said before, I try and disconnect that sort of thing from the movie, but it's impossible. You know, like I've been sullied by this now, like I'm disappointed and it's got nothing to do with the director or any of the people that made the movie. It's just bad decision making. Um, so like when we eventually get to this, if it is the 31st of January, we're not going to be anywhere near as hyped as we, as we are right now to watch this movie. Um, so yeah, incredibly disappointing. Um, but he was yeah, we did get rabid. Exactly. And th- this next one, I was, I was doing a bit of research as well. Cause I was like, what else annoyed me lately? And I was like, oh, to a lesser extent. It was, um, the movie called The Nightingale. Um, oh, which yeah, was the I kind of. That yeah jennifer kent's follow-up to the babadook and again like a a name director who had a big hit on her hands and has returned to the genre and i think it got a small release around like august or maybe a bit later than that um and i was looking online and i couldn't really find anything until just now i just seen on on the horror websites um that apparently it's coming out i think it's this friday on digital um right so october 25th um and i think november 1st like a dvd day um or I think that's on Hulu or something like that. But, yeah, it's apparently that is coming out digitally. Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, talk about a movie that I would have been a little bit hyped for and then the delay just, just mm. kills it for me. Where I'm yeah. like, I just don't care anymore. I feel like the yeah. moment's passed and everything else. And it sucks because, you know, it. it, it it's no slight on the movie at all. It's mm. just, yeah, the, the shitty circumstance.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, in general, I think, uh, you know, the way people talk about movies online and all that stuff is very much like, what is the thing right now? You know, like, everyone's going to watch a movie week one, they're going to give their opinions, then they're going to move on. And, you know, trying to do a podcast that focuses on new horror, like you said, we're we're very much in that game as well. It's like, right, what is that right now? We want to talk about it straight away. You know, we we don't really... I remember when we first started... If there was like cinema releases that we didn't get around to, we'd be like, oh, we'll check them out on demand. And it's occasionally happened. Mm-hmm. But stuff like child's play, you know, if we hadn't seen it in the cinema and it's like, I think it's well, just it. a Blu-ray. It's like, we, we wouldn't cover that in October because there's no point.
1: No, um, and you think, you know, even our Doctor Sleep episode, you know, when that goes up, we want that up. You know, a few days after its worldwide release. So, Mm. you know, it's there as soon as possible. And it's just like, we don't get the chance to do that with these types of movies that keep getting delayed.
0: Yeah, it's such a shame. Yeah, this really bothered me about Lighthouse because I was so Mm. excited for this movie. Like, I'm going to. Try and just forget about it because I really don't want it to reflect on that movie. But man, I'm hoping this is wrong and I'm hoping that by next week we'll have an update like, oh, yeah, it's coming out like even November. You know, I'll take that. Let's just put it out this year. Yeah, like I hate when it goes year, into the new year because then it's sort it's weird. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. What, was, what was it?
1: Train to Busan? Is that what we had? Uh, that problem with a couple
0: of years ago Yeah well we definitely saw that movie late Because that was again one of those weird you know, Being a foreign mm. release it was kind of like yeah. The slow word of mouth and people like talking about it um, mm. You know because I think People are now discovering like one cut of the dead Obviously through Shudder and stuff like that yeah. So whereas this is like This is like an English language big movie Big name you know <laughs> actors in it A director who people lo- like In the horror community in the last few years The Witch is one of the most well revered horror movies Um so I just, I don't understand why they wouldn't put this out, but, uh, no, yeah. neither Moving no. on, rant over, um, next up, some exciting news. Uh, if this is the true, cause I don't know anymore. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the report is that apparently Sam Raimi is returning to the director's chair to direct a horror movie. Um, so I think that's very exciting news uh, 60 today. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So happy birthday, Sam. And obviously, yeah, he hasn't directed a horror movie since the incredible Drag Me to Hell, mm-hmm. um, which was a decade ago, which That's is mad. insane. Um, and obviously, yeah, producing loads of different stuff has always, you know, still been incredibly active within the film world. Um, but yeah, it's been reported that he is returning to direct a horror movie. And apparently um, the only details we have at this time is that it's Evil Dead. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to that. Um, apparently, it's it's been written by uh, Damian Shannon and Mark Swift, who kind of I think they've done loads of different stuff, but most notably for me, they've done the obviously Freddy versus Jason, which is a huge one, um, and the reimagining of Friday the Thirteenth in two thousand nine as well. Um, Guess which what, guys. Both great movies. Yeah, definitely, especially the remake. Like super underrated remake, incredible movie. The way they kind of merge the first three movies together, I, I love that movie. But yeah, Freddy vs Jason, all time classic. Don't care what anyone says. Like that movie delivered so hard on its premise. Um, oh. so yeah, like these cool. two guys, incredibly talented. Obviously, Sam Raimi goes without saying. Like the fact that this they're just classing, this is untitled horror movie. You know, he's getting back in the chair for the first time in over a decade. I I just I don't know if you're feeling what I'm feeling but I just feel like there's no smoke without fire and something's going on here like I don't think he would return to just direct some new unknown project you know what I'm saying
1: I kind of hope so though
0: like, yeah true like if it's like dragging me to hell like that was awesome yeah
1: like i don't i don't really need him to revisit evil dead um i don't
0: even know if it's evil dead i've just got a feeling it's something <laughs> with these guys who wrote who wrote you, franchise movies think, well
1: do you think uh we're gonna go for a dark spider-man movie after
0: you know dark. That, would, that would be incredible <laughs> like i would literally die for that if but if his spider-man 4 comes out and it's like his dark <laughs> yeah. reimagining oh my god um no I I think it's Ash versus Jason that's what I yeah. think it is. Like I've oh. I just got a feeling it's something weird like something's going on here. I'd be very surprised if it is just he's just returning you know these guys who know how to write awesome movies have just wrote a new on uh, concept.
1: Um, Freddy yeah. versus Jason versus Ash. Could you just imagine listen.
0: We got we got a hope. scenes. I don't know man. I've just got a feeling about this one. I'm 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 very excited that this I, is one of those ones. I don't understand what your
1: feeling is, though. Do you
0: not, do you not <laughs> think it's weird that he's coming back after a decade to, to make a horror movie? And it's just like, yeah, apparently it's just an unknown horror movie. Like, can you see him just directing, like, some random-ass horror film?
1: Yeah, I kind of can. Yeah, I mean, but, I'm, I'm excited
0: yeah. either way. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited either way. Like, I I, I
1: love I love the... the uh the smoke that you're searching for.
0: um, (laughs) There has been a lot of like murmurings with evil dead as well. We haven't really talked about it. Yeah. It's it's always (laughs) Sam and Bruce at conventions. And they, like he was quoted saying something along the lines of, we've got a new director lined up for a movie and all this stuff. Um, never really talked about it, but. Yeah, the thing is, we're... I've
1: read I've read an autobiography from Bruce Campbell that's completely made up. Like <laughs> the, guy, the guy just talks shit constantly. He that's is right.
0: amazing bullshit.
1: Yeah, so um, yeah, I don't believe a word that the man says. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: He is brilliant. Oh, he's um, the best.
1: He's the best. But if I was in a building with him and he said it was on fire, I'd just carry on what I'm doing. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. all right, Bruce. Go write a book. <laughs> uh,
0: he's he's mad. Um, but yeah, this this is exciting news either way. I don't oh, know cool. if this has got like a, I don't think it's pegged for like 2020 or anything like that. Um,
1: No, it's definitely top, you know, top tier of the uh, hype train list though. oh yes
0: for sure and i just want to hear more about it as well um yeah next up this is not really massively important it's just a nice little thing really where um apparently creep show has been doing incredibly well for shudder mm. um they kind of put out a small press release and i'm always cautious like netflix do this all the time like they were talking about stranger things again recently saying it's like their most watched original show and all this stuff which is awesome to see but it's like you know, what where's the evidence? There's literally no evidence. Yeah. <laughs> like, they when they say like hey, 64 million people watched it, I'm like, you could say 100 billion people watched it. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, like basically, they put out a thing, people can look it up. But It's like it's the most streamed show in like a certain period of time, and they've been g- gaining like a record number of new subscribers in the last month as well due to Shut nice. uh, Due to Creep Show. Yeah. Um, it's also reviewed really well, actually. Apparently, it's like one of the best reviewed shows of 2019, like new mm. shows um yeah i mean it doesn't surprise me it's been fantastic yeah (laughs) i thought it was worth just putting in there because obviously Mm. we've been really enjoying it and i think if people have sort of lapsed because like i know we lapsed a few months back with shudder where they just weren't really adding anything new to the uk well i mean i'm one of those
1: people that you know i've resubscribed you know yeah to, to You know,
0: to get Creepshow. Yeah, I think it's worth it for sure right now. And like I say, well, there's there's movies coming as well, which we're excited for and have mm. recently been added. But mm. I think Creepshow is enough of with with the price, even if you only want to pick it up for a couple of months. Like mm. it's worth it to see the show because it's really cool. definitely. Um, and yeah, finally, um, just a small update on on James Wan's new picture. Obviously, we knew the title a few weeks back, Malignant. Um, we have ourselves a release date. Um, mm. So get excited for august 14th 2020 um nice because a nice little summer movie james Wan kicking off the summer <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm, i find fascinating about this obviously like huge name director now he's made b- a back-to-back billion dollar movies and he's returned to the genre that made it which is crazy so um cool. and he's releasing it in august which i think is a, is a good sign you know that's like a bold move to release a horror movie then um so, so yeah. when did it get renamed saw colon malignant oh god I, I keep i keep forgetting and then occasionally i just go oh my god there's like a less there's like a new saw movie in less than six months and like no one's yeah. talking about it there's no because like we're gonna be getting trailers for like that and a quiet like, isn't a quiet place sound like april like no one's yeah. talking about it like, yeah, 2020 is madness because quiet place should be hyped yeah like 2020 for horror like we'll obviously get to it later on but there's some weird stuff where i'm like i'm i'm excited for it i just don't know if it's gonna be good um yeah it's gonna be a weird year but uh 2019 hell of a year hell but yeah should we should we talk about this week's film let's do it let's talk about Rabbit. So, yeah, like we said, obviously, at the start of the show, this was one of the marquee movies of Fright fest. I would say. Um, yeah, I was, would say it
1: was the movie, kind yeah. of, you know, from, from all the announcements and that. It was the one that I was most hyped to see and was most disappointed that we didn't get to see.
0: Yeah, it was weird that it didn't get, like, obviously it got a, a good slot, but it was just the fact that it wasn't the kind of open or closer, yeah, it seemed mm. like, because it was the world premiere, uh, the sisters were there for the entire festival, which I don't yeah. remember ever seeing any filmmakers really do that. I'm no, sure there have been I mean, ones. the
1: sisters are just incredible and they love Fright Fest, like, yeah. they, they are a different level to any other filmmaker that's been there. Oh yeah, Before it's awesome when
0: you see these people that just they they really find a home there. You know, yeah. yeah, they 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 absolutely love it. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it was a great place to have their world premiere anyway, and obviously mm. we didn't get to go because it was on the Monday after we'd already left. Um, but I think people pretty much dug it. Like from what mm. I saw, you know, I always look at the lists afterwards, and I think that's a good tell to see like. Some movies get good receptions. It seemed like, and then they're not on anyone's lists. And you're like, mm. hmm, okay. Whereas Rabid was in there. Like it wasn't always at the top, but it was. It was like in the middle. No, it was around. Yeah, like it was like top third for a lot of people that actually got to see it as well. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I know a few of our listeners checked it out and really enjoyed it as well. Um and yeah obviously there's there's a lot of um i guess baggage is the word with this movie because obviously there's the fright fest stuff then there's the fact that it's a remake of this other movie um Mm. obviously you've seen the original haven't you correct yeah Yeah, so i've not seen it at all um obviously uh, david cronenberg he's (laughs) an interesting director like i wouldn't say he's one of my favorites how do you feel about him sort of quickly overall as a director
1: yeah i mean i guess i'm the same, really. I've I've enjoyed some of his stuff. I mean, uh, I, I really like Rabid and a few of his other things, but he's not a guy that I've always gravitated to and kind of I've been aware of the hype behind him longer than I've been aware of his movies. Yeah. So, you know, but Rabid was, was probably his movie that I enjoyed the most.
0: Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I've not seen too much of it. I love <laughs> the fly. Um I've talked about it before how much I like the fly. Yeah, lot- see, I
1: haven't rewatched the fly. I need to rewatch that. I haven't seen The Fly in years.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but a lot of his other movies I just haven't really seen. The other one I've seen is Crash, which I hated. And I think that I saw that ages ago as well. I think that really put a down on me for his career. And maybe that's like harsh because he's done so many different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, again, not hugely a, a director that we're obviously into. But you, you just said you, you do really like the, the original there.
1: Yeah, right? I really like Rabbit. here. Yeah.
0: You saw it quite recently, didn't you, as well?
1: Yeah. So it was a movie I picked up kind of, uh, it might have been at last year's Fright Fest. Like right, is it a narrow one? Yes, yeah, an arrow one. Yeah. All right, nice. Um, but yeah, so so watched it kind of probably about a year ago. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, it was one that um didn't really know much about going into it, hmm. and kind of was very shocked when when I kind of watched the original for the first time. So I was interested in to see kind of how the Soskars handle this one.
0: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm fascinated to find out the kind of differences because I don't really know anything about the original. Mm. Um, I knew, I didn't really know too much going in. Obviously, we'll get into the synopsis, but I'd seen the imagery. I knew it was about a woman who was yeah. kind of disfigured. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know too much outside of that with the with the name of the movie. I kind of assumed maybe it was kind of like a disease type situation, like rabies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't really know too much going in. No. Um, so, yeah, no, and it's wanna... interesting
1: because I kind of pieced some stuff together from my knowledge of the original. So it'd be funny right. to see where you ended up on this one. Um, yeah, but but yeah. So um, 2019 Rabbit um, stars kind of um, our main character Rose, who's kind of um, she's she works in uh, fashion clothing in this kind of doggy dog world, and she's mm. very timid and shy, and she has like. Um, a couple of scars on her face and she's very subconscious of this and kind of a, a crooked nose and stuff and just kind of doesn't feel like she fits into this world that she's so desperate to be part of. Um, and kind of very early on she... Um, Goes to this kind of launch party for one of the products and feels out of place and kind of gets a kind of a. She does get bullied, kind of. Um, it's not kind of aggressively bullied, is it? Um, but she's. Do you know what I mean? She's kind of gets mm. tricked by this guy and she feels. I feel like it wasn't as malicious as she, as she originally thought. But either way, she kind of leaves the party. Yeah, it was a bit confusing what went yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, because I wasn't sure whether her friend was being malicious. Basically, a guy asks her to the party, and then it turns out her friend had kind of made him do it or asked him to do it. But yeah, because she like told he... her
0: friend that she like, liked this guy. Yes, and it kind of
1: seemed like her friend was trying to help her, but either way, <laughs> she kind of, um... she kind
0: of, she took it as like, "Oh, you're just doing this to like mock me and take the piss yeah. or sort of thing."
1: Yeah, exactly, and that's why that's why I started to go down that road. I was like, that wasn't really it. Like, mm-hmm. because her friend kind of turned out to be you know pretty genuine. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and basically she storms out of the party and gets involved in a traffic accident on her bike and uh, wakes up in the hospital bed. And basically her face is all of the images you've seen on any poster, artwork, anything for this movie. Mm. um, She's had a horrible accident where her entire jaw has kind of been ripped apart and is being held together by kind of screws and wire and all sorts. And um yeah, yes, I'm assuming
0: it, that's he's... what happened. Right. Cause obviously she wakes up and she's got this like horrific looking injury on her face. And you can tell that there's some sort of metal going on this. You're like, okay, they've tried to reconstruct it, but like, I'm guessing yeah, they have just done a really poor job.
1: They, they do say that um in kind of the, the they, they say that like we piece pieced you together as back as best you can with like uh metal and shit. But, like, um, she basically, yeah, is completely disfigured. And um, it it goes, the movie then goes quite into um, her having to deal with that, which was kind of difficult to watch, really. This woman that was already, like, in a world that made her feel unconfident and kind of not pretty enough to be completely kind of disfigured the way she was Mm. um because the way she was at the start of the movie there was really not much wrong with her at all you know she Mm. she was very kind of subconscious of minor things where you know half her face is now (laughs) missing you know um and um i thought it i thought it was interesting to see this character kind of go through that and see her kind of trying to to cope with that and then eventually um an experimental kind of research company contacts her and says that they can do, um, a, basically like a skin graph with stem cell treatment mm. that will give, give her back kind of, you know, will repair her. And they say like, as good as new, you'll look, you'll look like you did before the treatment. Yeah. Um, I remember understood. what
0: the setup for that was. Like, how did how did they get in touch with her? Um,
1: they they contacted her because it, I think it was kind of like this: uh, "Have you been like, involved in an accident?" type thing. <laughs> you know, ah, right. they were like, "You've." She got left a voicemail. They're like, "You've we've been made aware of your clay case and right. you just, you know, um, getting this completely free."
0: And um, yeah, I can't she if she, it was she like goes... a friend or like a doctor or or who like no whether...
1: they just kind of like this 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 weird company just approaches her and then she goes along and her friend then kind of pushes her into it and she has the treatment yeah and not only does she get kind of healed from all of her injuries from the crash they fix the scar in her nose and everything and turn her into you know unblemished kind of completely and um she the, the movie is then about kind of her Becoming more confident and kind of getting more involved but then also dealing with these weird side effects yeah Um, she starts to get a bit of a thirst for kind of uh she was a vegetarian before and she starts to get thirst for like raw meat and uh you know the movie's called rabid you can kind of tell where it's starting to go from there yeah um so yeah i mean having you know you you having not seen the original Mm. what did you think of this movie going in cold
0: um, like overall, I didn't really like it. Um, I think it has a lot going for it, which is really good. And I think we'll, we'll get into that because I do think that overall, I think people are going to dig this movie. Um, for me personally, that this movie has two major hangups, um, which are purely personal preference as to why this movie was a tough watch a lot of the time and why I didn't really enjoy it. Um, the main one being that body horrors is like my, my least favorite subgenre of horror by far. Mm-hmm. Um, we've not really talked about it on the show, but like there's hardly any outside of like the fly. And I'm sure there are a couple of other small, uh, um, kind of, uh, exceptions. Um, isn't that the, what's the French movie called with the pregnant woman? Um, inside, inside. Like, is that considered mm. body horror? I guess like I really like that. I mean, it's a um, home
1: invasion movie that what I would class it as, but it's yeah. potentially, I mean, yes. um, you know and even even when you say the fly like Mm. there's so much more subcontext to this because um you know the visuals of her face are everywhere in this movie and it's it's impressive you know it looks realistic but uh, yeah i i I do land the same way with you with this body horror stuff um where because cronenberg was always given that kind of label a bit yeah But like the original was not uh, that way, you know. The the body horror was because of the, you know. So in this, we'll. we'll, I'll pause that conversation. I'll pause that conversation for. I do
0: want to get into the differences. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to that later. Um, But
1: yeah, carry on.
0: Yeah. So like the body horror stuff is just that is again a personal preference. Like Mm. if I'm sure people love that. And and that's what you expect, because I think that's my my two major hang ups. And I think people will be asking themselves, well, why did you watch that? Watch this movie then? Because it what number one is a body horror and number two is I really can't stand fashion stuff. Um, Mm. It's a world that I have no respect for. Uh, in terms of all like the forms of art, which, you know, get appreciated as such, like I, I realize that there is some talent involved in kind of these designs and stuff. <laughs> <Do you? but laughs> I, I do, but I, I think that the world itself, and I get that this movie is like a takedown of that stuff, which we'll get yeah. to, but like I, don't, I have such little interest in it that I don't even want to see like a satire or a takedown of it. I find it pathetic. And I think that a lot of it actually, reinforces like really negative stereotypes towards women constantly that we've just seen time and time again, you know, like the kind of the, the messages, the kind of the, the focus on the super skinny, like all of that stuff. I just, it's just a world that i really 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 don't like and so i never want to see anything about it um and so the fact that this movie is you know primarily about the fashion world and it's an it's an interesting mashup to throw obviously what you've said this character who already feels like an outsider to then Mm. have this horrific injury like like say i respect this movie because i think it has a lot going on there's a lot of different messages just unfortunately for me personally the two major things are things that i just don't care about or don't want to see um or don't enjoy um so that is my own personal preference and so that's why i feel like it's a caveat because my overall thoughts are i didn't like this movie however i think a lot of people will really like this movie so this is one that i'm kind of like i'm fine with not liking it and i'm also fine that everyone else can like it so i'm more interested to hear your thoughts and other people's thoughts who who maybe don't have those hang-ups that i do about the subgenre and that fashion world um so yeah what, what, what's your kind of take on this before you get into like the original stuff like just yeah. this, this is a movie
1: it's it's really hard to separate
0: because right. yeah, um, that's fair enough. This movie
1: because I did I did dig the original quite a bit, and um, it it was kind of one of those. It was kind of around that time where I was picking up these Arrow ones and starting to take gambles on things that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, and this was like one of the first big wins, and it has stuck with me. Um, and this this film is very different from the original. Um, what you just spoke about there—no fashion stuff in the right. in the, the original—that
0: <laughs> so, was just a brand new sort of element. Brand
1: new element, and and it was an element that I did not enjoy because, yeah, I I don't like to see that world either. I don't quite have the hang-ups you do on it, but I still don't enjoy it, and it's just yeah. it's just this kind of superficial fakeness with all these kind of characters that I just don't, you know, like and everyone sucks and everyone's horrible and just trying Mm. to do each other over. And it's just been done and I don't really want to see it. Um, but you know, it did have that interesting kind of element of Rose trying to deal with things in this world. I can see why they kind of picked it, but I felt like it could have been any sort of competitive workplace. It could have been more exciting. Um, especially when it started to get towards kind of like the finale of this movie, not going into spoilers, but kind of it's heading towards like this fashion show kind of exhibition and kind of the, the, the the finale of the movie is kind of heading towards that as well. And I was like, Oh, I really was hoping that you were just going to veer away from her work and and focus on Rabid and the movie, you know, that that I Mm -hmm. wanted. Um, so so walking out of this one, I, I was left a bit disappointed as well, really. Like, I didn't hate this movie, but um, I love the original, and I feel like this veered away in parts that I just didn't want it to. Yeah. Um, and what I loved about the, the kind of original was that... Um, so when she starts to get, like, a taste uh, for this thing and that, she kind of goes on the hunt herself and picks mm. up, like, these sleazy men... And then, uh, you know, drains them in the original. And kind of in in this one, her empowerment comes from, like, becoming, like, a fashion bitch. And, like, this kind of, you know, good in that world. And that was, like, her side of being, yeah, she's like, like Look oh, at I'm these strong and powerful. Design. Like, this is what I can do now. And it was like, I didn't, yeah, I just didn't like that side of things. And, um, you know, the, the visuals um, obviously were were fantastic and kind of... Um, it, it's just it was just kind of a little bit mismatched in places really because you had all this fashion stuff and you had this big kind of fashion show what seemed like was going to be the finale and then you Mm. kind of turned back to the lab and kind of had all this stuff in the lab kind of that, that was talking about things and I was just kind of thinking like how did it suddenly transition it felt really jumped there and kind of it felt like they were trying to tell two different new stories because neither are in the original, right. and one I didn't enjoy and just ended abruptly, and the other one just wasn't fleshed out to start with and didn't kind of make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, so when the movie ended, I, I just, you know, it's one of those things like when a movie ends, you kind of have this uh, feeling like at the, you know, as credits roll, and my, my feeling was disappointment. You know, I was just like, ah, oh, just it just didn't quite hit what I wanted it to hit. Um and you know whether that was expectation you know because I was pretty pumped for this movie or or what really but, but yeah, it it didn't quite hit it for me I think um I think a lot of people will will like it and like I said, hmm. I don't dislike it but um I just feel like the original is out there um and, and, and it is fantastic and um you know the, the the only thing I would say about this is it does feel like a completely different movie Maybe right. that is what I am getting caught up on, like, because it is this
0: remake. Um, is that a good thing? Like, that it's, you know, its, its own different take well, on the style. I because I'm it, curious, yeah. what does it even take? Like, I'm guessing it just takes the element of someone has an accident, yeah. and then through the process of healing, they become, like, yeah, uh, essentially yeah. a rabid so, creature.
1: Yeah, so basically the, the original, going into kind of synopsis for the original for you, <laughs> but also for listeners out there that haven't seen it, kind of the original is kind of, Um, uh, woman gets involved in a bike accident as opening credits roll and she's out in the middle of nowhere and this kind of um, plastic surgery kind of experimental hospital is right nearby and kind of answer the call and Mm. take their ambulance out there bring her into their um, surgery and kind of um, operate on her to save her life and in doing so, do the experimental skin graft completely kind of at the beginning of the movie and kind of without her being aware of it. And she wakes up in the hospital kind of like a month later and she doesn't have any of the body horror. She looks completely normal, um, but then starts to get the thirst for blood and kind of inevitably breaks out. Um, but what what she kind of does in that movie is she she she's slowly kind of infecting people. And they're kind of going about the city and you have all these cutaways of them doing stuff, which you got a little bit in this movie, didn't you? But mm. not a great deal. Have you got the hospital and you got a couple of characters that came back? So I guess you did get it a bit. But kind of the original really felt like it was building this kind of epidemic that was spread from our lead character. Um, right. Because when the epidemic break breaks out in the original, kind of all hell, like like all hell is breaking loose, kind of you know, every hazmat suits are coming out and people are quarantining the areas off and everything. Whereas in this movie, there's, like, shit going on, but then this whole fashion shows going on, like, in this giant hotel. So it kind of feels like, is it a big deal or is it just this minor thing? And, like, the fashion guy in charge of the show laughs it off, doesn't he? He's like, oh, well, it's just another... We had bird flu. This is just another epidemic. We're going to carry on. And I'm like, no, in the original, the entire fucking state was on lockdown um, yeah it's
0: really weird because i feel like they try they try and keep it grounded on purpose because they need to have like normality they need to have mm. her still going to work yeah and still exactly. doing her job and so yeah. a lot of the scenes when she's like going out at night and doing like the horror stuff it kind of always ends in a weird way where i'm like Feels was like that a dream was sequence that, yeah, yeah was that a dream sequence because she's kind of unaware if she's actually done it or if she's just having these like visions and yeah, the way I mean, it's shot as well you just in the original right yeah you're just you're unclear what happens so then like i I was kind of the first couple of times i was like is she just imagining this and then we're gonna see like the proper first time she does it and then you kind of get the cutaways that you've discussed where it's like oh apparently there's like this epidemic happening in the city and i was like wow i didn't really get a sense like that was what was happening at all yeah and that's what i really
1: really liked about the original you really got that sense of scale and the epidemic Mm. and her infecting people um because yeah they, they both do have a similar thing where she's unaware of what she's doing and kind of in the original as the lead character becomes aware of what she is and that she's the cause of it then it's her emotionally dealing with that and dealing with the fact that she is this monster and how and ultimately the end of the movie is how she deals with that and it was it was really I I love the ending of the original mm. and kind of as you can tell like I'm such a fan of the original and I just think like um this one kind of just didn't... The ending wasn't satisfying to me and kind of the, the, the last 20 minutes to get there. Um, up until then, I was pretty into it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is it is a weird one because I, I didn't hate this movie. It just kind of... It ended on such a sour note and then it realized, and then it made me realise that there were kind of like quite a few things leading up to it that that took up time that was yeah. unnecessary. Um, you know, that, that left... All, because one of the things when... In in this movie, how much you know when she attacks people? Mm. They only show once, kind of something coming out of like her armpit. Yeah, yeah. So like that's a big thing in the original. That's where the body horror.
0: Yeah, I only really noticed that right towards the end when it started happening.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of literally from when she wakes up in the hospital bed and first gets in the original gets the taste for blood she kind of this bloke comes in and it, the thing comes out of her armpit then and it's very kind of prevalent it's disgusting and like that's where the body horror comes in but it's like mm-hmm. do you know what i mean it's like saying the thing is body horror like do you know what i mean it, it, with with that kind of it was this this it was horrific and it was body horror but it was such a kind of instrumental part of the film it wasn't just like this oh she's got a mangled face we're going to use it everywhere in all our artwork and everything yeah. where this one felt like that and that's not that's not to dig you know not not to kind of slate it because there there is a subgenre for that but like, and you know the soskars are known for that as well yeah um and it isn't something that i'm that kind of into um mm. but yeah i think um the the lead was quite interesting as well in this movie wasn't wasn't she because i thought she was good but um, it was it was weird because when she was trying to play like this unconfident woman at the start of the movie that obviously had kind of some prosthetics on to make her look that way, mm. I was kind of like, oh, when is she going to get like the the moment when she's all looking amazing and kind of yeah. feeling all confident and that? And it just felt like it was. Do you know what I mean it felt cheap? It didn't like it, as good as the effects were. Her at the start of the movie just didn't look right like
0: yeah she i agree gets her with her face mangled
1: pretty quickly but
0: yeah they get to like the parts that you want it to do quickly but yeah, yeah. early on you're kind of like wait she's like the nerdy girl in the office but like it doesn't she doesn't really look like she suits that role at all um no. i did i thought no, she was she good most
1: of the models anyway
0: <laughs> yeah I, I thought she was very good actually as the lead mm-hmm. in the movie yeah. overall because i think that the support and cast was atrocious pretty much Overall. There's a couple of all right ones here and there, but a lot a lot of the fashion yeah um a lot of the fashion people in particular like that the main like guy is like so bad in terms mm. of like he's just the most generic fashion guy ever you know the way he speaks and all that stuff and i agree with what you said before like we've seen that takedown of the fashion world like when bloody zoolander came out you know like yeah. it's not a new take to be like hey the fashion world's stupid in it like yeah they're and all and dicks yeah and, like, like
1: you've got to be a horrible person to succeed it's like, okay. yeah.
0: Like, okay, they're doing Devil's Wears Prada again, you know, as a horror movie. It's like, yeah, we've seen that stuff so much. So Yeah, I agree with you that, like, it was a weird one because clearly it's something they care about, the fashion world, to then put that in this movie. Um, But I thought it was a weird choice to be like, really, in 2019, that's your kind of hot take? Um, Another thing as well, and I think this is intentional, but, like, overall, this movie has a really sterile and fake look to it. Um, The kind of the color palettes, the the way it's shot, and with a lot of the performances as well. And I do... I, I tend to lean more towards, I think it's intentional because it, it again is a sign of the world that they're showing. They're trying to show you that this fashion world is very fake and like, you know, it's, it's all image obsessed. And this movie is very like that way. It's is a lot of times it is kind of style over substance. And I feel like, yeah, That was a choice, but it's a weird one because it doesn't make me like the movie. (laughs) It's just kind of like, oh, that's impressive. Like it's cool that you've done that, because it does fit the tone of the story that you're telling. Um, but it doesn't make me like your movie, the fact that kind of like every environment looks very sterile and fake. Like when she goes to the lab, everything just looks weird. Um and later on, like nightclubs look weird. They don't look like real nightclubs.
1: Yeah, it's it's really interesting because it feels like a dream a lot of the time. Yeah, because they have a really distinct style and they've got really good eye for things in yeah. in you know a lot of the visuals and that but i do find that they they kind of go too mad and they need to refine that a little bit and just kind of hone it in a bit um so it's not so in your face for the whole movie because i do agree yeah. that like it does um you know everything is striking in this movie and it mm-hmm. does become distracting when yeah. when it kind of you know you you do feel like you are watching a piece of art being made when you really want it to be a bit more gritty and a bit more yeah. kind of grounded. Um, yeah. Because
0: the gore and effects, I think in general are very good um, mm. outside of the final scene, which I don't know why it looks bad. Cause it does. <laughs> um, but like everything up until that was great. And like, there's some really, really awesome gore and effects in here. Like yeah. they nail that stuff. It looks brutal. It looks really realistic, but yeah, it's in, it's in this, Obviously, fake world which they've which they've created on purpose. So it does lose that substance of like has someone biting someone's face off. It looks really brutal, but you know that you're kind of watching this like overall performance. Um, it's a weird one because obviously we know that it's not real; it's a movie. But it's it's a weird choice, isn't it? It kind of takes that realness out of it. Um, Yeah, it
1: is. It is odd and it's weird because when I was watching this movie, like you say, that the violence and everything in it, like, was. I feel like it would have been a fun fright fest movie and to watch in front of like an audience like that and kind of, but watching it at home and kind of once the violence was over and the movie was over, I really found myself not, you know, the the worst thing a movie can do just, just completely out of my mind. Like it didn't offend me and it didn't stick with me. So it just disappeared. And, um, that's, you know, that, that is the worst thing kind of that can happen. Um, for for the podcast and for mm. and, and for me watching the movie that that I just instantly just kind of went like where, when we had to kind of sit down to record I was like right okay and then I was like thinking about it and I just kept thinking about the original yeah one thing I thought was interesting was the um, actor that she kind of attacked in the um, hospital and then kind of like he went off to his oh, job yeah, yeah. And, like. I I would have enjoyed the take on that world, kind of yeah. being this kind of parody on the acting world. Um, I enjoyed that scene a lot more than the um, than any of the fashion stuff. Kind of, he's he's on kind of like camera, like sweating, and then trying to get into role, and then like flips out of this extra, and ultimately kind of viciously attacks him. And yeah. I thought that scene was fantastic, probably the best scene in the movie. Yeah, and it was kind cool. of um You know, I really wish, you know, imagine if she was kind of like this, you know, nerdy kind of behind the scenes kind of person that wanted to be in front of the camera and that sort of thing. Like I would have enjoyed that as kind of like a more modern kind of take instead of this whole fashion world thing. But, um, you know, like I say, it's a preference thing.
0: Yeah, um, it's interesting that obviously we seem to have fairly uh, similar thoughts on this one, even though mm. we're coming at it from just completely varied uh, opinions. You know, on like mm. uh, the obviously I've not seen the original at all, and you have a, a, a real like for it. um mm. Yet we still both kind of were disappointed in similar ways. Like, I find that interesting yeah. actually, because I was yeah. not expecting that. I was expecting to be like, I have my own thoughts on this movie because of my own personal hang-ups, and then kind of you know you you would have a different opinion so it's interesting you were still disappointed even though just in different ways
1: <laughs> yeah and like the thing is as well that um i think that this movie did did right and not copy in the original and i don't think yeah. it shot on the original either like i right. thought it was very you know it, it it did it it did kind of things justice in it it's just that that you know when when you kind of, if you're going to remake a movie, you either remake the same movie, which kind of sucks, and like you got to do something then that's super fun, like the Friday the Thirteenth one we've already spoke about, mm. that kind of just just kind of adds up the fun and amps it up to ten, and um, still will get mostly ragged and hated on. Or do you do something completely different, like Evil Dead, and just kind of almost in name alone, and kind of they they kind of took that approach <laughs> with it, really. Um, I don't know, really. I'd say it's probably like thirty percent. Kind of of the original and seventy right. of their own stuff, so it was kind of like this weird middle ground. And then ultimately, the new stuff that they wanted to add the, you know, what we've said, what we've already talked about the fashion and everything, just didn't hit for me. And so yeah. the stuff I liked the most about this movie was the thirty percent of the original. Yeah, um, and so you know, it's 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 weird. It is weird.
0: What would you What would your recommendation be for this one? Um, I think it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, like, I, I did still, like, I didn't hate this movie.
1: Mm. Um, I think I did like it more than what you did, ultimately. But it just kind of left me disappointed by the end. And so I, I think it's worth watching. Like, it's, it's so weird as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, and if you want something that's violent and weird, then then go watch this
0: yeah i agree really like if you've seen any of their previous movies like obviously check this out because it's that mm. it's that similar style that similar vein um and i think people will dig it if you're into that sort of stuff um obviously my own personal preferences aside and if you're similar to me if you're someone who's not into body horror or the fashion stuff really turns you off then you will be the same as me probably you know you won't really dig much about this movie but I like i say i still respected it. it had some really cool moments of horror um, it, it was, it, it was, it had a, it dragged in the middle was the only time when it felt like, Oh, this is a bit too long. Like I really liked the, the kind of the first two, the, the first act and the last act were interesting. There was just a lot of the, when she went back to the fashion world was when I was really struggling with this movie. Cause I was like, come on, let's just accelerate to the kind of the horrory bits. Um, but yeah it's, it's a hard recommendation because yeah we've seen like a lot of better movies than this this year but we've also seen a lot of movies that are way worse than this um so overall, yeah, like is, it's hard in, like the good
1: the good bracket it's just that it's the low end of that for me
0: yeah for sure um but yeah we will take a short break and we will be right back So yeah, we do have another sort of movie to talk about this week, actually. I forgot to mention it at the start of the show. Um, a little special treat. Yeah, this is an interesting one. So our long-term listeners will remember around this time last year, in fact, um, we had a couple of producers on the show to talk to us um, about a project that they were had a Kickstarter for at the time, um, which is called In the Search of Darkness. Um, which is kind of its colon is the definitive 80s horror documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously we had a lovely chat with them about all the 80s horror goodness. And this was a fascinating project for people that don't mm-hmm. know anything about it too much, where, yeah, that's, that's what they were trying to do, the definitive 80s horror documentary. And obviously we've had loads of different horror documentaries and all of this stuff, but for one to just focus on, that decade alone that genre alone but the you know the entire decade like there's a lot to get into there is a lot um and yeah we've kind of this movie i think is out to pre-order right now sort of up until halloween uh, um, it's
1: yeah so it's all the backers have now got their digital code okay
0: cool right yeah um, but yeah, you can still buy it now can't you if you haven't like backed I, be- I believe so yeah yeah, yeah, I think I it's don't up know to how ships. Yeah, is it? Um, can you just look at? Is it eighty? I think it's 80 dot com as the website. Yeah, um, I believe so. Yeah, but yeah, if you guys look it up, if you're interested after this, obviously. Um, but yeah, mm. the movie was what about four hours and twenty minutes, something along that line. Yeah, five. over four
1: hours. Like they they wanted a deep dive in eighties horror. They they deep dove.
0: Yes, like it's it's deep a big boy, them. but it's it's really interesting for people mm. you know like us that obviously we come at it from, we didn't necessarily grow up in that era. We're like a little bit past it, but we obviously saw a lot of these movies growing up kind of in the yeah. 90s. Um, and then obviously have revisited a lot of them and seen a lot of them for the first time in recent years as well, which is so much fun. Mm. Um, And so like, this was such a huge undertaking. I thought, and I was very cautious about this going in. Obviously. Um, I think kickstarters in general coming from the video game aspect of it, which I think we know a bit more about than the film world. Yeah. Um, kind of so many horror stories, not the good ones of Mm. kind of like people just ripping you off, taking your money. The games never come out. They get delayed, all of this stuff. Mm. Um, it's horrible. Um, it's really not a good place for kind of getting, you know, games that you want. And, uh, whereas with movies you know i don't really have much um kind of background in it and so yeah they they, you know they would they were talking a good talk last year Mm -hmm. um but it wasn't until we obviously got to see the movie and yeah we know that it now exists and i I think they nailed it i i really think in terms of what they were trying to make the definitive 80s horror there's obviously going to be people that have their own little things like i was like really no reference of you know microwave massacre and stuff like that but like (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be my hill to die on (laughs) Um, And Hills of Eyes Part 2 Which I was genuinely salty about Yeah I was
1: going to say I was salty about that one
0: but but overall, it's like I loved the um the execution. Like they I just go to f-
1: be like, oh, where's Craven made a stinker and then moved on. Like <laughs> like the the Arrow Blu-ray.
0: Yeah, that'd have been. Yeah, I was gonna say I'd rather they just didn't talk about it. They're gonna do what Arrow done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I love the presentation. It kind of like mm. you, it, it cuts between going through the decade in order, which I really like. And you know, yeah. starting in 1980, but then also taking these little moments away, so you don't just feel bogged down. Where it's like, oh, I really want to hear about Freddy, but I know that I'm not gonna hear about that for ages because you know it's later on in the decade so then they'll yeah. go like let's discuss horror icons let's discuss scream queens. so i think it, it's a really good mix like i love the presentation yeah. of this documentary um i think that was something that massively stood <clears> out and <throat> the fact that they they have footage of everything was the thing that blew me away like yeah. seeing a lot of different low budget documentaries in particular like getting the rights to movie clips is fucking hard um yeah. and the fact that they've got like they have psycho in this you know they well, have The Shiner, they have everything
1: they, they were getting I mean, rights to know to everything and kind of um right down to the posters to kind of
0: soundtrack everything modern stuff stuff.
1: as well, like the VHS artwork. But yeah, like loads of modern movies have got little clips of them in there to say kind of their influences and stuff. Yeah, I I thought it was fantastically made. I think um the runtime, like when 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 this when this kind of dropped and we we got we got sent it, I was like, oh Jesus Christ, this is over four hours. Yeah, and I watched it in two sittings, and Same. that was only because like I, I was like I need to stop the yeah. first time because it just flew by and it was yeah. super enjoyable. I think
0: um, I wanted to like keep pausing it to be like, right, I need to watch this. I've never heard yeah. of this movie, like Cat People. Yeah. This looks incredible. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and like it definitely felt like it felt like a really. Um, great podcasts and just having these little conversations about these movies that I love, and mm. just like everyone being like, ah, oh, mem- remember that movie? Remember many Freddy Krueger? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I remember. And it was just, it was just fantastic. And like they got, they got so many like cast and crew members back yeah. talking about things in a really interesting way. Um, I thought. There, you there's know, f- there's
0: three notable exceptions I, I think, or, or kind of uh, additions that they needed. Yeah, I mean, we needed Bruce. There's, there's one. Well, yeah, he's like the <laughs> second on the list I think. Where it's like because they do talk about Evil Dead a lot as well. Yeah, um, and he's not there, which is a shame. <clears> um, throat> throat> I think there's one huge glaring admission. Who's um, exactly, think? I, I think the Robert England. I was um, say, yeah. You know, he's not on there, and. Mm obviously for people that like really want to watch Freddy stuff, like there is an insanely in-depth Freddy Krueger documentary out there. Um, There is
1: probably the best like documentary I've watched. Yeah. It's incredible. Never sleep again. Um, Yeah. So, so yeah, it's out there. Um, yeah,
0: but it was—it's weird because yeah, they talk about Freddie loads, and they have mm. everyone else that you could have. Obviously, they can't have Wes. Yeah, well, they got have
1: Nancy talking lots, like Heather Langenkamp, yeah. which was amazing. Cause I've not seen her talk in years, and she was yeah. on it loads. Um, yeah
0: you know they had other cast members and stuff. It was it was yeah. it was just weird. It was the weird thing where they were constantly talking about Freddie and you've got um Kane Hodder, you've got Doug Bradley, you've got all these people, mm. but you just don't have Robert England. So yeah, he yeah. was the main one for me and then uh, Bruce kind of is the lesser one. And then my third one would have been Jamie Lee Curtis. Now I don't think she needs to be on it. And for me personally, I don't want to hear from her in 2019, um, <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. talking about her.
1: I think that was a bullet dodge.
0: Yeah. Because like, she's just so like, I don't know. I just don't like hearing. I talk about horror movies. Um, whereas mm. they talk about her so much though. Like she's so prolific in this decade and mm. it's weird to t- continually bringing up Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, cause obviously they talk, have about her talk about screen
1: queens herself. and she, she is the one that, that defines that. Well, she was in Um, so many
0: different horror movies in the eighties. It's crazy. People always remember Halloween, but there's like she was in like eight or something crazy. Like there's so there's so many movies that they talk about that she's Um, in on the documentary. But you you forget watching this
1: documentary how many um, franchises just just had like their entire like Friday the Thirteenth is bad, isn't it? (laughs) Friday the Thirteenth, like Halloween, Freddy Krueger, like pretty much those three franchises have from like one or from start from part one or part two right yeah. the way up to kind of you know jason's kind of like what is it two to, to eight is no it's this. one to eight isn't because oh, the first one's one 1980 oh yeah it's one to eight yeah and then you yeah. got you got halloween sorry two to like four or five or something like <laughs> yeah. it's incredible yeah um but yeah i definitely like like i say i thought i think this is a must for people that, that love yeah. like especially people like listening to a horror podcast i yeah. think this is just visually This is like a visual fantastic four-hour podcast um, that is just kind of these people... You know, I I felt like um, they could have deep dove in a couple of other areas and stuff, and I feel like they probably did, and there's like this six-hour cut somewhere where they're like, right, we have the 10 years that we have to talk about. We have to talk about these movies. We're going to have to cut Microwave Massacre. We're going to (laughs) have to cut a few of these other conversations, and then we can't, like talk about all these other influences and stuff um but there were still some really interesting takeaways um from the, the cutaways that they did from the kind of you know that they like you say they talk about a year in question but the the cutaways i thought were all super interesting
0: um yeah. some I new a,
1: conversations <coughs> some that have had been had before but still yeah. like interesting
0: it was a really good mix of <clears throat> here are the people that were Making the movies in the 80s, talking mm. about them now. Here are the people that were watching the movies in the 80s and a different perspective of some younger people. And I'm glad there wasn't mm. too many because, like, you know, you want to hear from the people that grew up in that era. Um, but in particular, I really liked how it was like someone like, um, uh, who's the guy who did Reanimator? Is it Stuart Gordon? Uh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah, like you would have him on there and he would talk about reanimator which is awesome but then he would be talking about like evil dead and other stuff yeah it was cool yeah. to hear about these famous horror icons but not just talking about their own movies you know yeah. they're talking about the other stuff that influenced them in that at that time and just stuff that they're fans of like it's it's so fan orientated not from a you know we're fans perspective but from like the actual people that are making it are also of course mm, they are like they're definitely. fans of the genre as well um so, yeah, like, I, I think they nailed it. I think it's an amazing presentation. Mm. Um, I think that it's, like, such a good gift. Kind of, like, it's a great purchase to have if you're a horror movie fan. But, like, if you know someone who loves horror movies, I think this is such an awesome gift to get someone. Yeah, Just definitely. to be like, oh, yeah, you, you know, I, I know you like horror movies, which, like a lot of people do and it's such a vague term yeah. that like here's it's hard to find t- yeah like it's hard to be like you know you like horror movies so has a new horror movie like cause mm. who knows what people genuinely like whereas yeah it's like you can't really go wrong with this like if you grew up in that era yeah. you're gonna be absolutely Did you like Freddy
1: Krueger check out this documentary like yeah
0: and if you, you, you didn't it, there's call gonna call be like a hundred other stuff. films in there that you're, you'll yeah, like exactly like, and
1: you'll be like oh shit yeah like whatever like I think the the two uh, i was when they when they spoke about the shining i was like yeah. oh. i was i was disappointed that they kind of went the way they went and with that conversation because it's a conversation that i don't enjoy
0: <laughs> was it the whole <laughs> like I, I stephen king bullshit thing. yeah and just everyone yeah.
1: like that was talking seemed to be on the same page where they were yeah. like oh yeah the shining kind of sucked i'm like what are you talking about
0: yeah i was like, oh like, yeah oh that's funny you're all wrong
1: yeah i'm like oh it's
0: it one might of the be the best, best horror movie ever, ever made <laughs> Um, um, at least um, they got the the conversation about Halloween Free right because that yeah. movie is a goddamn masterpiece. And
1: yeah, but I feel like everyone loves that movie. <laughs>
0: they do now, but uh, what I did, I'm glad I brought that up because I think my favorite person out of all of it, the Talking Heads, was Tom Atkins. Who yeah, he was brilliant. He spoke with such a giddy excitement about these movies. He yeah. was telling amazing anecdotes. He oh, still had the charm on screen. Like he was my yeah. favorite person in this whole documentary. And
1: uh, the actress from Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Yes, she back was good she was yeah. great like, they had some great uh,
0: stuff about uh, that movie as well i really enjoyed that
1: yeah Talked yeah that. I, I didn't know kind of how mosley kind of you know i love I, I kind of when they said it i was like i kind of remember this now but how well, he shot that like, video yeah,
0: and stuff yeah, yeah, I've yeah forgotten
1: about that um <clears throat> and um it's <sighs> this is gonna be a really unpopular thing to say
0: um
1: <laughs> But I don't like hearing John Carpenter talk about movies anymore.
0: It's difficult, isn't <laughs> like, it? Like,
1: he just seems to hate everything that he did.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's always just like, yeah, this was a mistake, wasn't it? Like, yeah,
1: he just seems really bitter and angry about things, and like frustrated, and like, dude, you're you're a genius. Like, yeah.
0: you've,
1: you've done amazing things, even the things you think suck are pretty good. Like, yeah don't be so bitter and like yeah you know he completely ragged on halloween too and i just feel like for someone yeah. that that made something and kind of put that out there I and mean, then to say after the fact it kind of reminded me of the hills of eyes kind of documentary stuff on arrow where they're like yeah yeah we none of us wanted to make this fucking movie but there it and like people yeah. did halloween too i mean i don't know yeah. you know i quite like halloween too I've like, always I thought that. I'm all glad all you,
0: I'm glad you brought that up where the, when it terms you're talking about the people that make the project yeah. who are then their own critiques. And I've always found that to be a, A weird one especially Mm. if you like it like this is a weird reference but lost to me is something that i love huge and i remember Mm. seeing like the writers of lost post lost you know make fun of it and all this stuff i'm like i hate to see that i'm like dudes like stand by your shit like i love it even if you don't put
1: out there and it might not be your best work like halloween 2 isn't halloween like yeah but But it's still a fun movie. Yeah, I don't want to
0: hear you like say how you felt like you were forced to make it and all this stuff. It's kind of yeah. And he
1: kind of spoke. I can't remember now. There was a couple other things he said. It was just almost everything of Carpenter in this felt after he, you know. Uh, kind of spoke about uh, some of his you know bigger things it then just became quite negative everything he spoke about where he's like "No, yeah there's other halloween movies aren't there like
0: i've always felt that about john even with halloween where he's kind of like yeah turn out all right i guess and i feel like because people love it so much that's kind of like changed his opinion where he's like yeah "Yeah, it's all right but i don't even think he's happy with that like i get that like he's a perfectionist at the end of the day but i do agree with you that there's there's certain people where I think like Wes always had a great sense of humor where he was like, yeah, yeah that movie didn't turn out that great. And you know, and he, he could laugh about it. Yeah. Whereas John does feel like that, the old salty guy in the corner. And I feel like yeah. 2019 is the year of uh, old white salty directors, uh, you know, posting bad quotes recently. Um, yeah. But I don't want him to join that, that, that forever growing no, list. <laughs> and that's the
1: thing. I just kind of like, dude, you should probably not talk too much on camera because you, you just sound like quite salty and bitter at yeah. this point. But you know the guy's everyone else down though a legend like i say it's probably you know it's probably an unpopular take but I, it is a take that i have but yeah it, this this documentary is just fantastic though i think um you know when just going in you'll forget so much cool shit that came out and that and that's what this that's what this documentary is designed to do like yeah i came out after it and there was like we, we've got a couple of documentaries on dvd that we've got like that just got us hyped, like when yeah. we watched them, and then it just kind of just has a killer soundtrack, and you just get hyped, and you see these clips of things, and I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to go watch mm. that movie again. And like, there were so many movies where I'm like, oh, I just want to go watch that again. Like, yeah, um, basically all the Freddy Krueger movies. <laughs> like, I love yeah. the Freddy Krueger stuff.
0: Yeah, it was really good. I um, think it's so awesome. many of
1: the cast back, like I... talking about it, which was awesome. Like Karen Kincaid talk and stuff, and like how <laughs> he was like so big on three and then he was like yeah my character just got the shit kicked out of me yeah four. i told my friends if you want to uh <laughs> go see me in uh nightmare on street four like get there early don't go get popcorn <laughs> see me die then go get your popcorn yeah <laughs> like, that's brilliant
0: that, that's the awesome thing about this is that it's another excuse to have all these people sit down and yeah, talk about these movies yes, and like, yeah. it's the reason why we love a lot of these Arrow releases and i, I talk about it all the time you know like seeing reanimator and i'm like right that was incredible because i've now seen this really old movie for the first time but i want to hear the cast and crew talk about it mm. after all of this time removed and so this is just another excuse to hear from tom atkins and all these actors um that we've talked about and there's so many other people that we haven't even called out that are brilliant um yeah. you know kane Hodder's is in there by. Barbara Crampton, all these people, and it really is like the who's who of who are the people that really define that genre, and all the filmmakers as well that are incredible. Yeah, um, and I
1: think um Kane Hodder was one where, like he he came across fantastically. I thought, yeah. where kind of like just his love of the genre, and when he talked about like the fire stunts and stuff, yeah. I was like, oh, the guy's a maniac.
0: Yeah, that was what like, I loved. That such part.
1: <laughs> a maniac, like how he, you know, just throws himself in there, and obviously. um Larry Cohen is a big one yeah. The, um, Oh
0: yeah, yeah. that
1: is obviously he passed away in March and kind yeah. of um is in this documentary heavily and yeah. it's fantastic like um I think it was it was pretty much towards the end of last year that this all got shot wasn't it Yeah, from memory and kind of you know it's amazing that they got to have this deep dive with him that ultimately kind of you know must have been one of the last long-form interviews he would have ever given and kind yeah. of yeah yeah, he came across great and just kind of, um, you know, great to have this documented him talking about his movies in, in 20, 2018, 2019.
0: Oh, yeah, I completely agree. And that's that's <clears> kind <throat> of what I was getting at, really. But it's a, such mm. a sad thought. But I like, guess yeah, so many of these people, you know, they're not going to be around forever. And so mm. it's awesome to to hear from all of these great people one more time because you never know. You, you literally never know what's going to happen mm. around the corner. We've lost so many great people from the genre in the last few years. Mm. Um, and it's only going to get worse so yeah like stuff like this I think is hugely important I, I honestly love this film I thought it, yeah. it came out way better than I was expecting like even just talking about it now I'm like I want to watch this again like, I might just throw it on um, yeah I was
1: thinking the same <laughs> because
0: it's, it's that good um, just the, and again to talk about a bit more specifics but like the overall presentation is great yeah. it's not just the fact that we love it and I think that it hits all bases I think if you're a super hardcore 80s horror fan who thinks they know everything about it I think you'll still enjoy it if you're someone yeah. like us who kind of loves it but absolutely doesn't claim to know everything and will learn a lot from it you'll really dig this as well or if you're just like a new horror fan a young horror fan who's seen you know the classics like a Freddy movie and stuff but you've not mm. seen like a, a few of these smaller deep cuts then you're going to learn so much from this um yeah, so yeah i, I think, think it's really um, good
1: kind of halfway through i kind of thought to myself it's one of those things where like if someone talks about nightmare on elm street for 10 minutes am i going to dig it yes yeah probably and i'm like so therefore is this good just because they're talking about shit that i like and then i yeah. was like no no this is this is better than that this is yeah. kind of new conversation fun conversation and i think the thing i enjoyed most is what you mentioned is that um you get these actors talking about stuff outside of their wheelhouse you don't yeah. just have carpenter talking about halloween like you don't you know you don't just have heather Langenkamp talking about Nightmare on Elm street franchise yes yeah she gives her take on, like, Jamie Lee Curtis and the Scream screen Queens or Evil Dead or whatever they're talking about at the time. And, like, um, I thought that was great as well because it really could have been, like, most documentaries where it would have been, right, here's the Nightmare on Elm Street bit with the Nightmare on Elm Street people or, like, here's Stretch from Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. 2. That's cool, right? But, no, she's in the whole goddamn thing and she's fantastic. Like, so I think that was the thing that surprised me most and was the biggest win from this, that they got these people just... But, you know it was just a fun time and to be fair like like you say we we had them on the show for the interview and the interview really turned out not to be an interview but us just having a cool chat about 80s horror movies which is exactly what they did with the people that then yeah made and started them which was fantastic
0: yeah i completely agree with you like it would have felt like a highlight package of yeah, the best i would of still the... enjoyed because yeah, yeah like it would have
1: had in the past
0: yeah if it would have just felt like the best of all the extras of all these movies put together in four hours you know that would have still been cool but yeah you get something special to be like let's hear this actor or filmmaker's take on something completely different within the genre like let's hear you know one of these guys talk about day of the dead and how that influenced them um so yeah i i love i think it's fantastic this movie i highly recommend it um and I, and I think that people will, will absolutely dig it like again mm-hmm. it's one that i'm already looking at going like, man i really want to watch this and i do want to pick it up to see kind of outside of the digital release what is actually in that overall package like how much extras there are um yeah because if there is like a, a six hour cut like i'll be i'll be down for that you know just have it on listen to it in the background i'm
1: sure i'm sure there is yeah also also when the f- did Corey taylor sign up to this that yeah, was, I that know. Was, I was suspecting, like, yeah, I was like, he's Whoa. one of
0: the, he's one of the funny ones where it's just like he's just a total fanboy talking about these movies, yeah, and it's maybe. it's cool to have a little bit of that in there as well. Like, obviously, if that was the whole movie, it wouldn't be anywhere near as interesting. Yeah. But it's fun to just be like, "Is Corey just loving this this movie that he watched as a kid?" Um, <laughs> but yeah really really cool um yeah, awesome. but yeah before we sort of end this week um i did want to share a little bit of the correspondence um of course you can always hit us up on twitter at shb pod or if you want to send us a longer email uh, it's super horror bros podcast at gmail.com um got another one from sean this week who um last week he said he was going to watch a couple of films um mm-hmm. which he did and i wanted to hear about them um first up is zombie land double tap um this i do this is the review
1: for super horror bros because we would not be talking about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can't be bothered watching. I'm, um... I,
1: I'm happy. Like, Sean has done the hard work here i'm happy to take his his hot take from the movie
0: yes uh he <laughs> says uh Zombieland double tap is a three out of ten and an avoid Oof, that's one of the lowest scores i've seen him give a movie mm. um he says uh poorly written and conceived this unneeded sequel to the original uh entertaining movie um you've got the same characters surviving the zombie apocalypse with upgraded zombies <laughs> that are smarter um devoid of any laughs or even interesting kills this movie plods along with even uh with even a limited runtime. I wonder how long it is. Um, He said, it's hard to believe this film got the green light with the studio and the actors with such a derivative, skipped and lazy execution. I wouldn't bother with this one um well, I'm re- well I'm really glad we didn't <laughs>
1: it's all of my fears kind of realized really
0: <laughs> yeah like i wondered my one take from the trailer was like oh maybe they've got some really awesome kills in there so yeah. the fact that he said like not even interesting kills i'm like wow that's like the only thing that i yeah thought and i get the impression that about.
1: sean did like the original yeah. um and so kind of i thought to myself maybe people that like the original will like this one as well but like yeah if people like the original don't like this movie then jesus christ like yeah. what, what have they done um, yeah. so yeah, I'm I'm I will be taking his recommendation and avoiding
0: yeah um the next one was parasite that we talked about last week oh. um he said parasite is a much better movie um it talks about the plot as well which it does sound really interesting um mm. he says it's a dark comedy first and foremost but it spends the first two acts as a comedy with slight gags in the final act the finale is a setup and really turns into a horror drama um the film goes absolutely batshit crazy with a very violent and bloody finale so that sounds cool um the performances were all believable and the movie looked and sounded great um the story is where the movie will get some criticism though um he says that despite all the good Quite as a film, it had very little replay value due to its unlikable characters, um, and he gave it a seven point five out of ten. So Ooh. yeah, a fairly you know good review of that one. Um, mm. It's one that I want to check out at some point, um, but it's not again got any sort of release in the UK. I've looked, no. on demand, cinema, <laughs> absolutely nothing. Yep. So that's cool. Yeah, um, this is one of
1: those movies that I didn't know much about, and then the second I looked into it, I was like, wow, we're never getting it. Goodbye, and that yeah. it sucks because now it sounds like it's pretty cool
0: yeah and, and again the people involved in it like i definitely want to check this one out mm. um he also said mike a big hand of applause for finishing the puppet master franchise you are the man i didn't think you could do it oh thank you man i, I mean feel, i don't know if you i don't know if you would serve my respect um my pity i don't really know it's difficult. i mean
1: you know i've put it on my cv i'm not gonna lie <laughs>
0: yeah feel, there's not gonna be many people that have that
1: no i feel i feel like it's up there in life achievements um yeah
0: yeah, at least i'm watching good shit (laughs) now yeah um and yeah he ends to say that this week we finally get the lighthouse i'm so pumped for this one (laughs) um so yeah let us know what you think but i'm not gonna (laughs) act like i'm not angry because i really am um and yeah hopefully you enjoy it um but yeah that was it for this week um we've obviously got loads more to talk about this month because the releases keep on coming and uh yeah we are in the full tv season we've got loads of american horror story to talk about Uh, i think creep show ends next week as well so hopefully we'll talk about that we will be
1: talking about our impressions Um, of that i've been watching a shit ton of walking dead man oh interesting yeah
0: the uh, the purge has started as well um christ season two of that i think the first two episodes is on amazon again in the uk listeners um so that's cool um. Yeah, we're we're right in the thick of it now. So yeah, I can't wait to. So yeah, we'll have to talk about all that at some point. But this has been a long one, anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, this was episode 167 where we talked about Rabbit. Uh, thanks for listening as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. <laughs>